Hey everyone, welcome back to this week of I Told My Stuffed Animals About Us. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm Alicia. And this week we are doing an Ask Me Anything. Very Mm Reddit-inspired. So um, to collect these questions, we put a box up on our Instagram stories. If you're not following us on Instagram, the handle is at stuffedanimalspod. We'll also link it in the description per usual. Oh my gosh, I didn't link it in the last episode. I'll do that. Uh Aha, awkward. Anyways. but we got a few responses, so we're going to go through them, and then we'll yeah. just kind of see where the night takes us. Yeah, I was thinking if if we, like, want to film more time, we could look up, like, there's a lot of sites with, like, questions. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it reminds me of, like, the, what are the, the questions to fall in love? Mm, we did do that freshman we year on the love. beach. Yeah. At the eclipse. Who else was with us? It was, it was really us. And- That's so funny. That's the second time I've talked about her today. And I, like, don't normally talk about her at all. Yeah, me neither. That's so funny. Hope she's doing well. Yeah, I think she is. I think she's in Chicago. 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 Okay, well, so our first question is, where would you have gone if Pepperdine didn't exist? Um, great question. I, my dream school was Stanford, but I didn't get in. So mm-hmm. that's a bummer. Um, I would probably have gone to Whitworth in Spokane, Washington. Okay. Is that the really gendered one? The ge- the gendered the gendered dorms that are worse than Pepperdine, or is that Whitman? Whitman. Nope, it is Whitworth. Yeah. No, they have a gay house on campus. Wait, there's okay. One of them is, or maybe it's not even that school. Someone told me that it was that school though, but like they um have like the guy and girl dorms and it's not even like at Pepperdine you get kicked out at one in the dorms and like at two on the in like the lobbies but at this school you don't even get that but once a semester there's a day where you can go to the opposite sex dorm and as long as the door is open okay not Whitworth because again I was seriously considering going there they do have like some whack gender rules but Uh I think it was the same sort of deal as Pepperdine where it's like certain times certain days like you can do different things so I okay I mean I was deciding between Pepperdine and UW but I really didn't want to go to UW because I mean now I know it's because I'm neurodivergent but I I, like back then I was like oh I don't like how big the classes are and like I want to be able to have a relationship with my professors Um, I say that and then I didn't go to office hours ever in college so Yes, you did. Uh, okay, I did once and it was to beg to get out of an assignment because of trauma. And she said, actually, I think your trauma is going to make yours uh, the most interesting. And that's why I'm looking forward to your project the most. Yeah, I mean, like, it wasn't a great office hours visit, but it was something. Um, but like, okay, the thing is, I was also looking at Chapman and I kind of knocked everything off the list when Pepperdine gave offered me that much money. But mm-hmm. It turns out that Chapman gave me, like, the equivalent amount of money, but I just didn't – I, like, lost that envelope and, like, found it after I committed to Pepperdine. So, like, I don't know. Maybe it would have been Chapman, but – Yeah. Yeah. Um, I closed Instagram because okay. I, like, I can, looked I, I at it. it. Okay. <laughs> and then I um, that do we you have like any that. collections besides, like, the stuffed animals? Um, I collected snow globes as a child. Mm-hmm. Now – I collect shot glasses. Yeah. So everywhere I travel, I get a shot glass. Um, what about you? I had one of those like state quarter collections as a kid. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we ever finished them. There, there are some that were really rare. Actually, maybe we did. I don't remember. Um, it was in my room for a long time, but my mother just moved into my room because they were modeling, and she has thrown. She literally called me earlier this week and asked, "Which of your stuffed animals can I throw at?" And I'm like, <gasps> "None of them." And oh my god! Like, oh, I threw away the 2008 beijing olympics mascot that your aunt got you and i was like why did you think i didn't want it anymore she's like because it's old and i'm like so it's in perfect condition and it is like when else are you gonna get a 2008 collectible yeah, no, literally, stuffed literally. animal and she was like which of your drawings can i throw in i'm like are you kidding me <laughs> do well, you your mom is going me? through something <laughs> yeah and she was like yeah it's just like your closet is cluttered i'm like then don't go in there and she's like no i just like i like i know that it's all in there i'm like what um silly do i collect i I think because i've had to like move so often in the last few years i like don't really have collections because it's like not sensible you collected postcards while abroad right yeah yeah i collected like retro postcards um and i do when i travel like in the country too sometimes like i have gone to a few national parks since and i got Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been buying postcards, but I like to send them to people. So I haven't like collected them. I've just been like buying yeah. and transferring. Yeah. Um, who would voice each of your stuffed animals in a movie? So most of mine have voice actors. Yeah, true. <laughs> but um, I don't know who they are because they're all old men. Um, mm. but I don't really know any old men these days. So, <laughs> Thank God. Um. I don't know, like Morgan Freeman is an old man. Um, oh, I would love. I think he a could Morgan do. Freeman. He could do like. Hmm, he could probably do weighted Eeyore. or do mm-hmm. we need more of like a stoner type? Maybe. So I think I OG Eor could be Morgan Freeman. I don't know. Do you know any like stoner old men actors? <laughs> um. No, all the old men I know are, like, the action old men. Yeah. I think also, like, the guy who voiced Uncle Iroh could do Weighted Eeyore. Yeah. Um, Hugh Jackman, Build-A-Bear, Eeyore. (laughs) Um, And, okay, I'm sorry. I don't watch a huge variety of movies, so I just have to, I guess, Timothy Chalamet for Seth. There's no (laughs) other option. Um... I think this is hard. Okay. Canity would be somebody annoyed. Mm. So I'm going to say like. Canity's a dude, right? Mm-hmm. Like the guy who plays Schmidt. I think that would oh be. Oh my God. <laughs> and then Mia. She kind of gives me like. It's sassy. It's funny. Like, mm-hmm. I could see, like, a Florence Pugh sort of, like, snarky vibe. Um, Oliver, I'm, like, really not mm. sure about. Because he's just, he also has a voice. But it's, yeah. like, a child's voice. Yeah. Asa Butterfield can be. Oh. <laughs> Oliver. Also because that was, like, my crush. I love Asa Yeah. Um, uh, Barbara gives big Emma Watson vibes. Mm. Like I always think of her as like the Meg, the older sister. And Squish. Oh God, I don't know. Who else would spin around in the microwave? microwave? <laughs> um 
I'm going to say Daniel Radcliffe to like go along oh with like the, yeah. but imagine the chaos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know. I didn't realize I had so many British stuffed animals. Sorry <laughs> to all of my stuffed British animals. stuffed animals British? I don't know. That's the thing is like, I don't think they would be, but I think if those British actors like use their American voices. Emma Watson does not have an American voice. I know. It doesn't have to be super American. I think Daniel Radcliffe would be really funny though. I like how there's actors. Well, Okay. Actor's a loose word, but like oh, they also like gave up with Harry Styles. They're like, like we'll just yeah. make him British. In he, the I'll movie. just be British. Like we'll just write it in there. It's fine. Like whatever, figure it out. Yeah. Um. Okay. What made you start the podcast? Well, there's an app called Cappuccino where you can send like three minute voice notes to your friends, and um, it will. It will compile everyone's voice notes within that day into a little podcast. Like, it'll add music and everything. Mm-hmm. And we had one in our friend group, and Ashley and I were the only ones sending some in it. And it got yeah. a little awkward. And we were like, you know what? Let's just do the real thing. Yeah. And I made a joke that, like, we're annoying enough on Twitter that we should just take yeah. it to a podcast and have, like, long We both just always have something to say. So, like. Yeah. We're just opinionated people. <laughs> It's, like, part of the natural progression of life to just start a podcast, I guess. Yeah. I remember, like, because there was an Enneagram article in Currents, right? And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is the first time they've written about it and I haven't been able to be interviewed. And Emily was like, you literally have a podcast. Like, you can talk about whatever you want. I was like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Oops. Um, Oh, this is good for you. Can you explain Love Island to me in 10 words or less? Okay. People sucking and fucking on television for the bag. Mm, that's good. That wasn't even 10 words. Yeah. I was going to say hot singles, couple They're up. not always hot. <laughs> okay, well, the point is they're supposed to be hot. <laughs> hot singles, couple up, compete for love and money. Yeah. Also nine words. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Concision is key. I'm just so messy, and it's only been two weeks. Your turn. Where's Taylor's song? Um, which we oh, have- I know this one. Are you ready? It's me. It's not, because lyrically, me is actually very poignant. No! The, the production is so... Okay, because here's the thing. I don't skip it when I listen to um, Live from Paris. I hate the way Brennan Urie is on it. Yeah. And, but the thing is, if, if she did a stripped back version, it would not suck. I think it's you need to calm down because every time I listen, I'm like, uh, I'm going to try to sit through as long as I can. Yeah. And I can never do it. It's just like, I understand that it was like her way of showing support for the LGBTQ plus, whoa, LGBTQ. I just like made up letters. Um, LGBTQ <laughs> the ABCDEFGs. Yeah. Sorry, that wasn't homophobic. That Have was you seen the video that's like, do I support and she looks over <laughs> LGBTQ, yes, we do. <laughs> I was at a comedy show the other night, uh-huh. and she goes, okay, I'm going to, like, r- say all the letters to a straight person, and I need you to, like, tell me what they stand for. Uh-huh. And then she goes, I, and then they say intersex, A, asexual, and she goes, okay, last one. And we go, last one? She said <laughs> P. She added P to LGBTQIA. I know, but, like, I've never heard somebody say LGBTQIAP. Yeah. Usually, like, that also falls within the bisexual umbrella. And also, yeah. when we add the plus sign, that's just everyone. Yeah, yeah. also the Q. Yeah. 
Yes, the Q. Well, because some people think the Q is questioning. Yeah. Um, look, yeah. As long as you don't think the A is ally, we're cool, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I get that it was like a big step for her, especially after watching Miss Americana. You can see how against it her dad was, like uh, the idea of her speaking out, which is a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But it just feels so ironic and like lazy like the lyrics Mm -hmm. i'm like you could like an example of a song that supports queer people that i like hope you're Mm -hmm. okay by olivia rodrigo yeah um that's the only one i can think of off the top of my head but there's a lot and yeah you need to calm down just feel so unserious and it is it's uh yeah yeah, the other song that I was going to throw in there, Glitch. I hate Glitch. I think it's so stupid. I literally was talking to a Swifty this weekend, and he, like, couldn't remember that Glitch existed. Like, he was like, what song is that? And I was like, that's how you know how bad it is. I Okay, but the thing is, for me, I understand why some people really love Glitch. For me, like, I don't get why anyone would, like, you need to calm down. <laughs> I, I understand. I, it's very pop. It's very, like, yes. sassy. Like but it's I'd not, be it's, embarrassed to be out dancing to it, okay? Okay, yeah. But like, I'm going like, to throw so ass at Eras, but like... Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. Um, Harry songs, though. Worst Harry song. I know we've had arguments on this. I don't know. I can't say right now. There are some I, bad songs. I know songs. what you said last time. What did I say last time? You said cinema. Oh, yeah. Cinema is bad. I love cinema. It's so fun. Okay, because that's okay. Here's the thing: is I feel like Harry is so intentional about his discography. Like he, Mm -hmm. like, and you can even tell. Like, there's no features, no deluxes, no. Mm -hmm. Like, he's very. It's tight. Yes, and I feel like he is so like, like he's even like the fact that we don't even have like medicine and anna and a few other songs like release like he's very intentional about what is going to be in his recorded discography Mm -hmm. to the world so i feel like it's harder to narrow like i don't think he has any bad songs it's just there's songs that aren't certain people's tastes whereas like i'm not saying taylor is like careless but like there are songs where i'm like you could have cooked that a little longer (laughs) yeah i think to be so lonely is one that i also am like i love that less stoked about like it's a great song but you're right like his it doesn't Production make value, yeah. his lyricism. Like, he really doesn't put out things that he isn't, like, 100% invested yeah. in. And Taylor's yeah. so creative that she does explore a lot more. And so there are some, like, bops and bangers and then songs that you're like, Meh, okay, like, this just isn't, like, when you're putting out 30-song albums, like, yeah. of course, there's going to be some stuff that I just don't like as much. But, yeah, you're right. It's just so, like, I even remember listening to Harry's House and, like, immediately knowing, like, which one stuck out to me. And we talked about this when we reviewed Five yeah. Sauce Five, where it's, like, I just couldn't remember by the end yeah. of it. The albums yeah. get so long sometimes that I just don't know. Yeah. But I think I listen to Treat People With Kindness the least. I know that it's, like, an mm-hmm. acute, like an important song to him, but I just, like, it's just not my style. Oh. It also and, gets long. Yeah. And also, like, when... Because I listen to albums in order because mm-hmm. I'm not a maniac. But when Fine Line is the next song, you don't really care to sit through treat people with kindness. So, but it's a great song for concerts. And so that's the one yeah. that I'm like, okay, like I'll forgive yeah. it because it's just. And so like, it, yeah, he's built a lot of tradition around it. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Anyways, needs to stop touring. Did you see he got a Vegas residency? Uh, good for him, though. He needs to stay in music and stay out of the movies. He needs to lay down for, like, longer than two seconds. Uh, yeah. Real. I feel that. Um, okay. Where do you want to be in ten years? Happy. Ha- no, that's literally... <laughs> alive. <laughs> kicking it. Man... Yeah, you can't really make much. But I hope the world is still afloat. <laughs> yeah, I actually, um, I was thinking about it yesterday. I've decided that I want my grandma's house, like my maternal grandmother's house, because she lives in this big old house in Western Washington, and I love it. And she really wants to like write it to one of us in the will, mm. but she wants somebody to live in it. Like she doesn't want us to sell it and like build on it or anything like that. Like she wants it to be a home yeah. for somebody and i think i could do that like i think in 10 we, years i could go back to washington and like live in my grandma's house we have family friends that that's what happened they um it's actually like really close it's like only like five ten minutes away from their childhood home mm-hmm. um and yeah the brother and sister are both living there and just like thriving and like i went over once and like it's a beautiful home and mm-hmm. they don't have to pay rents like <laughs> so but that was like a yesterday. I dreamed of that. And then I told Haley yeah. that she has to move with me. And she was like, okay, maybe in 10 years. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, the thing is, I, I'm like, I know that I'm not like holding myself to any, like, I'm not committing to anything, but I, I know that I would feel weird if I didn't do what I said I would in 10 years. And I know that my, what, like what I want now is going to change. Mm. So. I don't know. I I would like to have a nice, lovely, colorful interior of my house. That's real. Yeah. I went over to a friend's apartment for the first time and she had like temporary wallpaper put up on oh, her walls God. and like real fake plants with like vines mm. and things like that. I was like, this is insane like you have designed your apartment like i have a couple posters covering a ginormous blank wall (laughs) like i'm really doing my best i'll send you um this account uh that i found on tiktok and now that i feel weird about tiktok i found on instagram and i just Mm -hmm. like it i don't know i um okay i've never had someone express it so well but i was listening to a podcast this morning she also does video essays on youtube um her name is jordan Teresa, and she was talking about how as, as a kid she couldn't watch the glee project because she would get in such jealous fits that it's just like she couldn't do it and i was like dude i am the same way like i would get into jealous fits and i still do she was like yeah i grew out of it i'm like bro i did not grow out of it um <laughs> Well, like, usually I get into these jealous fits when I see people with nice houses. But for her, I'm like, I'm just so happy for you that you've achieved this and shown me that it mm-hmm. is possible for me to have a house like that, that I'm mm-hmm. not, like, enraged. That's so good for you. I'm yeah. glad that you've, like, healed past that point. <laughs> we're we're working on it. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, people always ask like how long are you gonna stay at your job and like where are you going and like I know we've had these conversations time and time again so I try not to beat the dead horse but um I am just really open to whatever life throws at me and I know that sounds really non-committal but I really do think 
the biggest doors open when you let them and really not try and like I think everybody should work hard toward what they want and like strive to be in the right positions for when those opportunities do present themselves but I don't know I'm just sick and tired of like trying to plan every right next step or like shake every right next hand and I think it's much better in high school I was that kid who would like have a five-year plan you know Mm -hmm. and then like we got to college and so many unexpected things happened that like derailed that. And then I was like, so upset. Cause I'm like, I don't even know what to do with my life anymore. Like, yeah, I don't even know what to eat in the next five minutes. And then, so then I like teetered to the other side where I was like, Oh, haha, I'm just going to like go with the flow and not plan a single thing because yeah. my plans could be derailed at any second. And that was really unhealthy. Cause then I was like not committing to things. And I was like, too like lax. I don't know, like, I, it was, like, it was giving, you know the word? <laughs> Just, like, unambiguous. Yeah, apathetic, yeah. And so now I'm, like, no, we have to find a balance. Like, being mm-hmm. able to set goals and visions, but, like, flexible goals. Like, it, right. and being okay with things not being met and knowing that sometimes your goals not being met are because unforeseen things happen, but you can adjust them. Like, you can set a goal that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking with a friend who is about to graduate and they're talking about like, oh, like this person really didn't set herself up. Like she's going to get something that she doesn't want. Like she's really not prepared for whatever comes next. And it's like, I don't know. I think there's a lot of admirable things about being so prepared for what you want and being like really, really ready to chase it. But there is also something beautiful in being like, whatever freaking happens, happens. But I think it's about not losing sight of what's important to you in the day to day and like not being complacent in yeah, your situation. And like, also like some people who like plan so much like lose sight of what is actually valuable. Yes. Of course like it's admirable to know what you want and to advocate for yourself and to make strides towards getting those things, but yeah. At the end of the day your relationships matter and like surrounding yourself with things and people that encourage and uplift you to grow as a person matter. Yeah. Like it does not have to be like a six figure job. That is like what you're chasing after. Getting into our Reddit vibes. I've never owned a Reddit account. Uh, So I used to have one, but I got so addicted to scrolling that I just, stopped also because you get downvoted i like it like hurt my ego so much so i was like i we can't do this the closest thing that i've done to reddit is yik yak oh my gosh i would lie on yik yak confession time to all of my listeners um i started a rumor (laughs) (laughs) a rugby player died at pepperdine (laughs) (laughs) because i thought it would be funny and so i (laughs) Actually, you know how painful campus deaths are. Why would you? (laughs) Because I just, I okay. This was before like actual people died at school. Like this was like what? It was not like it was senior year, but it like we had a couple deaths senior year, and it was was not senior year. Okay, (laughs) yeah, it was like during that time period. Nobody had actually died. (laughs) 
Anyways, but my roommate and I got on Yik Yak and we were like, oh my God, like send players for the rugby guy or like, what's everybody up to? Like, did you see what happened with the rugby team? Like, just like spreading misinformation. And then we'd be like, just like send prayers to our boys tonight. And then we'd like upvote each other's stuff. And then other people started yakking about it and they'd be like, oh my God, like what's going on with rugby? (laughs) Like, yeah, we lied. Um, I'm going to read this title to you and you tell me if it interests you. Am I the asshole for forcing my son to use a bidet and threatening to talk to his friends or take him to the doctor about his underwear? No, that's not (laughs) something that Um, I want to touch right now. um, I love when they're about weddings. That's my favorite. Am I the asshole for taking all the collars off my son's shirt? All right, sure. Let's see. (laughs) Okay, my son is autistic and hates collared shirts. Oh, he said- oh, oh. Wait. He took <laughs> all those collars off his autistic son. I just want to know how this happened. Okay. He says they rub his skin and hurt. I never buy collared shirts, but his school uniform is collared, and sometimes other people buy him some, so I just take them to the tailor. Oh, okay. My mother-in-law bought him several nice shirts for Christmas, and I just picked them up from the tailor. My son wore one to lunch with my wife's family yesterday. My mother-in-law was furious that I altered the shirts because they were very expensive. My wife asked me to apologize to her mother, but I don't think I should. It is silly for him to have shirts he will never wear. This way, he will actually get use out of them. My wife said it hurt her mother's feelings, and we could have just bought him new shirts instead of altering the ones she bought. What, what? is the point of a shirt just getting just sitting in the? What is the point of a shirt just sitting in a closet unworn? Is it rude to alter a gift? I think your answer lies in this sentence. We could have just bought him new shirts instead of altering the ones she bought. Well, yeah, I think there's like a couple things going on. Number one, grandma, why don't you understand that your autistic grandchild never wears collared shirts? Like there's like a lack of good gift giving happening right now. I think a lot of people don't understand how deep like the autism spectrum affects people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think sensory issues is not something that people fully understand. Like, of course, like, people know, like, oh, some people wear headphones or some, like, oh, some people yeah. have to fit. But, like, people don't understand it's also, like, textures and, like. Right. But also, like, if I saw my grandchild, you know, like, in photos, when I saw them, like, in person, and he never wore a colored shirt in his yeah. life, why would you be like, oh, you know what he needs? Spending the grandma, by the way. <laughs> a colored shirt. You know, so yeah. I think the one bad too i commend him for taking them to the tailor yeah. i would just like cut the shirt rip like, them, off. Rip them off like that's I nice and like that sword. costs more money like it's more expensive <laughs> to tailor something like it t- costs 20 bucks to get my pants hemmed like I- my sister had this stuffed cat and his whiskers were like it was the that like plastic texture that's like pointy mm-hmm. and when she was a kid it she would like rub up like rub her face against the cat's face and then the whiskers would get like really close to her eyes and poke her so my dad ripped them out <laughs> and yeah, i know like i still guilt her about it to this day and he's like what was i supposed to do it was hurting her and i was like i don't know like no i'm i'm with the dad on this one honestly like could he have gone about it a different way and been like hey grandma like He's not going to wear it like this. So I thought you were my dad. 
Oh, no, no, no. Also, I'm with your dad. Like, he, that was very practical. I think dad's, listen, dad's one of my solutions. The visual and, of ripping whiskers out, I was just so appalled by. I know, I know, but he did what he thought he had yeah. to do to yeah, fix yeah. the problem. And that's yeah. commendable. He could have, so, like, I don't know. sewn a new soft whiskers on. Okay, true. Like, there's, that's the thing. The dichotomy does not stop and end here. Like, yeah. is there a third, fourth, fifth, sixth solution? Absolutely. But in this moment, do I think he's like a villain? No. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, like, I think that's the thing. Not to get into the nuance of am I the asshole, but like, we need to consider that like, it's not one, like, this is not yeah. a crossroads. You're not a fork in the road. Like, yeah. oh no, do I have to choose to be an asshole or not? <laughs> okay. Solution. Tell grandmother, your beloved grandson that you mm -hmm. adore so much that you buy things for is autistic and does not wear uncolored shirts. Yep. We tailored this shirt so he could still wear the shirt that you gave him because we appreciate this gift and we appreciate mm -hmm. that you do this for us. Yep. If you can't understand that, you're ableist. <laughs> it's actually your fault, grandma. Yeah. And also clearly, like, it isn't, like, an issue because his school is okay with him tailoring the uniform, which is usually, like, a big deal. Right. Uh, or, I don't know, I don't, you, you wore a uniform, right? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, you did. Oh, but, oh, I thought, oh, oh, okay. I just assume private schools have uniforms. Thankfully, no. But I did have a strict dress code. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, not the asshole grandmother might be asshole or just uneducated also people get tied up in these things that really don't matter in the long run like if i bought somebody a gift and they changed it so they liked it better like that's better for them you know like i think yeah, it's easy. not about you giving them the gift and like the gift being the way it is it's about the person receiving the gift yeah. like and i would take note of that and be like okay this is yeah, what i will like do that, in the future so I'm, giving them I'm just so mature um lavender haze what well, lavender haze yes i was floored by it okay yeah i'll just start there um the sensuality mm. of it the, the way she was just like not wearing pants yeah um the feet shot right at the <laughs> beginning <laughs> oh she's never the beating the foot fetish allocation smoke rings like yeah so so sensual and i've just never like i would say i knew you were trouble was like yeah. the most yeah yeah sensual that we've had from her and like that kind of like hot and heated energy so i was just like what is this especially it's after, very like, like overtly sensual yeah like bejeweled like it had sexuality in it like and i think a lot of her like they play into like feminine ideals or i think about like cardigan and will like all these sort of like mysterious like femme fatale sort of vibes or even um i'm talking about bad blood like obviously like those women were hot and sexy but this was just like sensual Sex. oh, yeah. yeah it was yeah. crazy that like one shot grabbing the sheets oh my god he grabbed the sheets though that was i know him. i know people are like that just didn't know that was his <laughs> yeah. yeah um I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. Like, something was missing. I don't know. I don't know if I, like, wanted more plot or what, but, like, something was not 
all the way there. I, it was it was all the way there and not all the way there at the same time. Yeah, I can see that. Um, the fish love, were really confusing to me. Yes, I know that it is like an Easter egg for the speak now koi guitar. But there were so many fish. <laughs> I saw koi today and I couldn't stop thinking about lavender haze. Yeah, like, is there, like, some sort of, like, weird meaning that we haven't dissected well, in the talking about, fish? like, the fish school in, uh... There is, there is a music video in the Lover era. Um, so now it's, like, she's broken out of... Because, like, she was mm. feeling like her relationships had been in a fishbowl, like, on display. And now it's, like, the okay. fish are around broken And out. now she is the fish. Yeah, but I'm, like, why were they in outer space? Like, why didn't... Why did it have to be outer space and not, like, oh, she's in the ocean now? I get well transcending yeah or maybe like just ocean physics in general yeah I don't know I mean it was very well done it was in a lavender haze like I think it was I don't know I can see why she was like this is how I want to portray this song Mm -hmm. just this idea of like love and freedom but also like living in your own world and being high on your own love like I think it it conveyed what it wanted to but you're right I think it was missing plot especially after bejeweled was so yeah funny yeah love the trans representation that was really cool yes yeah Very that's great exactly. um yeah <laughs> i love did you see the tweet i was like wait what's the third music video because <laughs> i don't know else like in real life like asked me that too and i was like so which one are we all forgetting silly do you have anything else for pop culture? Um, I was big in the TikTok drama of Michaela and the eyelashes. Um, I don't know. I saw a lot of nuanced takes where it's like every ad campaign ever is lying to you. Like I saw, I don't know if you saw, there was this one girl, she was like, Victoria's Secret models like always have their bras triple stuffed yeah. before they sell you these bras like they're all fake like this isn't yeah. how they actually look in them like it's not that concerning like but I didn't know if that was a really I think like yeah but there is something to be said where like the difference is like a brand like we know that brands are trying are like manipulative and this mm-hmm. is a real person who and like influencers often pride themselves especially in the beauty community they're like a lot of influencers will say like i would never advertise something to you guys that i don't actually love yeah like, they are always trying to humanize and mm-hmm. actually like to have talking points because a lot of the time um like influencers are the middleman between the brands like whereas the brands like show you oh look at this like cool new thing whereas like influencers will sh- like tell you what's right. up about it um for me what was very I okay so I think the first big influencer who called her out on this was Kathleen Lights who was like a big OG back in the day like has done a lot of collabs has her own brand um, Mm -hmm. and I used to really like her because she was really like quirky and like relatable but then like I noticed um I don't know she just like there she just like slowly started to get like out of touch and yeah. like um before I got into like the beauty community like um there was a scandal where like there's a video where when she was drunk she says the n-word um uh. yeah which I do believe in like education and having great right. that is not my apology to accept but I, I'm like right. as far as we know 
that was it. And like, she apologized. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, of course, we don't know what's happening. Close doors, whatever. Right. But um, when the fox eye trend was a thing, she did it and her thumbnail was her very aggressively pulling her eyelid. So I like, I comp or yeah, I like left a DM because I didn't want to watch the video and like give it views. And I was just like very much trying to educate. And I get that she has millions of followers and probably doesn't open them, but she did not open it. And I was like, eventually I was, and I like looked through her Instagram comments and nobody said anything. And I was like, hmm. okay, I don't want to be here. But she was the first big influencer to call out Michaela and I, and she was acting. It's not that like you can't call someone out if you've mm -hmm. done something bad. We've all done bad things, uh, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. But she, it was just like the degree to which she, like people have been acting like this is like such a heinous crime. Yeah. Uh, which I like know. I understand that there's deeper implications than just like, oh, she put on false lashes. Like it, it, ha it contributes to like, self-image and like all the stuff right. that we've been tackling yeah but, but i think to also save that energy for like girls who like face tune and yeah. body tune and like, yeah those are the influencers that like make me more nervous like somebody's eyelashes like not being dark enough like there are so many freaking ways to make your eyelashes thick yeah. and long like that is not something that like girls are gonna go yeah. cry themselves and to also sleep over like, this also brought forward people being like, I miss, like, real people like Jeffree Star. And I'm like, Jeffree Star is a horrible person. And yeah. I think he did an... I don't, know, I don't know because I am so far away from him, but I saw, like, influencers saying that he came back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, like... It also, I think, shows a big shift in the beauty community where it's... Yeah. I saw a take on this today where somebody was like i wish people would stop trying to sell me their products and just show me how to use the ones that i already have like i'm not yeah. trying to just like be investing in thing after thing after thing like what's really important to me is like creating and exploring and trying new makeup trends like if this product's going to make it easier for me to do that like sure but it's not about like having a million mascaras like i don't need them like stop selling me your like in-depth talk about like beauty collection and like all the content mm -hmm. we were seeing back in the day of like people like showing off their collections and like mm -hmm. really like trying to buy every single thing that came out but yeah like I remember like at its very roots like beauty YouTube was tutorials and showing you how to use things and and then later on like more recent in the more recent years like people have had to specify like oh brandless tutorial where it's like yep just grab a brown eyeshadow and it's like yeah yeah it's like it, and i get to, i get like we're at a point where like it has been easier for people to teach themselves makeup but like that's not where everyone is at and also yeah mm -hmm. like i don't want to be like told like get you have to get this mark jacobs eyeliner in this shade to do this yeah um my okay this is something else where we're lacking nuance, but um, Lizzie McAlpine was going to open for John Mayer on tour, and mm -hmm. a bunch of Swifties were bullying her. Like, um, people were in her comments being like, "Hey, like this isn't the move." Like all the way to like people saying like your music sucks, like blah, 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 like actual. Wow. And then she, I think yesterday or maybe the day before she announced, she said like, due to scheduling tours, unfortunately, if, um, due to scheduling conflicts, unfortunately, I won't be able to go on tour. Oh. And people were like celebrating this. And I don't know. It's okay. So for context, uh, John Mayer was 32 when he dated Taylor Swift, who was 19. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and she's written multiple songs that can be linked back to him about how right. devastating this was and right. how much And this she was like was. 12 years ago. Yes. Um, and he's not changed because he is now in his 40s and recently has been seen with Kiernan Shipka. Is that how you say mm-hmm. her name? Uh, who's like 22. That. Um, and besides the grooming, has said racist, homophobic, misogynistic things. Mm-hmm. So not not a fan of him. I will say, like, he, for the most part, he is a talented musician. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, is telling Lizzie McAlpine that, like, is bu- is bullying her going to fix the problem with John Mayer? No, it's not. Like, yes, this would have been huge for her career. And, like, yeah. as a female musician, as a young female musician, like, She's got to make smart moves for her music. Yeah. And as an opening artist, you don't always get the kinds of opportunities to open for somebody who has similar music taste to you, or she's also featured on a song with him. Yeah. Like there's a lot of opportunity for her in this sphere to gain yeah. a following, to gain yeah. more recognition. And this is like the kind of audience that she would be wanting to target is John yeah. Mayer's. Not that she should like, embrace John Mayer but like that is a smart yeah. marketing PR and I think strategy also goes to show like the lack of well I obviously like we don't know what's going on behind the scenes but like right. like she has not received as much mentorship from like a strong female artist the way that she has from John Mayer right um and the I don't like I think that there could have been a lot like uh, yeah like and also people like will always bring up John Mayer and Jake Gyllenhaal in listening to Taylor's music. And I'm like, Taylor hasn't talked about either of them in maybe a decade. And her music is her story. Her music is about her. Like, we don't need to be centering these men. And going into John's comments and DMs, like, saying, like, you're next, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, sending death threats, like, that's not fixing anything either. No. Um, Yeah, I think... (laughs) Today in church, I learned about forgiveness and how forgiveness is not forgetting, but it is moving on. And obviously, we're not excusing any of John Mayer's actions, but again, pinning them on Lizzie is not going to do anything. It's you, no. You're just suppressing her like mm-hmm. growth as an artist, and it's so clear that it's like so one-sided about one fandom or like the fact that she is a a woman because jacob collier was on that same song and nobody said jack shit about that no no and i think it's also easier to go after women who are like building their brand and trying to establish their voice and lizzie is pretty active on social media and so like i think that's also really frustrating to me is people think they can say anything to anyone because they're Mm -hmm. more visible we can't get into this again we always circle back here i don't know how we always end up here there's like three things that we always end up at yeah it's like three degrees removed but it's us from like talking about privacy and like people's expectations everything is connected only have one shared brain cell um yeah i okay yeah and like i saw like some people being like come on lizzie we're swifties and it's like also (laughs) what that's like do not call me a swifty i'm an independent taylor swift fan (laughs) Um, yeah it's just like fandom culture which i like think we Mm -hmm. should do a whole separate thing on Mm -hmm. but like fandom culture has gotten so toxic and like it's so like 
if if your friend jumped off the cliff, would you jump off the cliff too? But like, and it's like if my friend even looked at the cliff, I'm already over the edge. Yeah, and it's like people have like dogpiled, and it's like there's just such single minded, like no nuance, like no breath of opinion. Like obviously, like we should agree that John Mayer being racist and sexist and homophobic is bad, yeah. but people have different opinions on how to approach that and what is the mm-hmm. like most productive way to deal with that. Yeah. And we should acknowledge and be okay with that. Yep. Absolutely. That's my pop culture. Yeah. Um, emojis? Yeah. Um, I've been using the heart envelope a lot, but face emoji is like squinty in pain, like squiggly mouth. Mm. Um, beans is at beans. The um and the salute i also i tweeted about this today and back in july they said that there'd be a bunch of like a new emoji drop in september and they're still not here where the fuck are they there was a donkey emoji in there there was a pink heart emoji where are they i want a raspberry Mm -hmm. and i think it's ridiculous that i don't have it Anyways, um, stuffed animal of the week. Um, the maintenance guys in my apartment keep coming in when Eeyore's like on my work desk and it's really <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> They'll be like, can I come in? I'm like, uh, yeah, sh- hang on. <laughs> Just like you and Eeyore staring. I'm thinking about bringing Canity into the office because I have a little cubicle and yeah. everybody's like got little things on their desk and I don't have little things. And so I was My like, dad used to have a drawer on his desk. Oh, but Canity is like, I don't know. He's maybe like four inches long. So he's not huge, but it's definitely not like a like one inch figurine. So yeah. I haven't quite determined like what the vibe is for that. I hurt so much today. Oh, okay. Then let's be done. Any parting words? Parting words. Be nice to your autistic friends. Be nice <laughs> to your autistic foes. And wear materials that make you feel comfortable. Amen. Preach. <laughs>